Wellness for Real is sponsored by Iron Flask. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys know how much I love Iron Flask products. Their 64 ounce wide mouth straw top water bottle is forever my number one must have for my wellness journey. It makes slaying my water goals so much easier and it makes it cute to be honest. Having a high quality BPA free 18-8 stainless steel vacuum insulated double walled water bottle ensures that my water stays cold for up to 24 hours which for me is a must. I also love their overall passion and will to better the environment and cut down on plastic use. They make bottles from 12 ounce sizes all the way up to 128 ounce sizes in so many different styles and colors. I also love that they have straw tops, flip tops, screw tops, and narrow or wide mouth bottles. They really make something for everyone's lifestyle. Beyond just water bottles, they also make amazing high quality tumblers, coffee mugs, food jars, and they offer extra accessories to almost all of their products. One of my personal favorite accessories is the paracord handle. You guys, it comes in so many cute colors to match your bottle, and it's awesome for adventures because of its built-in compass and fire starter. Iron Flask even offers a lifetime warranty against manufacturer defects and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You really can't beat that. Their customer service is legit the best quality along with their value for price and customer satisfaction. Check them out for yourself at www.ironflask.com and use the code wellness10 to save 10% on your purchase. And remember, you got this. Morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real. It's your girl, Marlena, and I am back with the live summer series. And today we have Justin's journey joining us. Hey, how you doing, Justin? I'm so excited to I'm talk so to you today. Good. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Oh, I still have a little bit. Oh, that might be on my end. All right. Say something again. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How you doing? How's your summer going? It's going good. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, you're hot. in Texas. I'm sweating. I'm in Louisiana right now, and it's okay. just as hot here. <laughs> It's hot. It's <laughs> hot as hell in Minnesota too. We're going to have 90 <laughs> up to hundred degrees all week. So oh it's hot everywhere. It seems like it's so hot. It's a hot summer. <laughs> yes. Hot girl yeah, summer, right? Really good. <laughs> good. Good. So you've had so much going on, so many big changes, one of which was moving to Texas. Yes. <laughs> what sparked that change for you? Um, you know, I've always wanted to move to Texas for like a long time I feel like I live in a really really small town in Louisiana so it's very normal once people graduate high school that they go over to Texas because we're like right we're right kind of by the border okay. um, most people go to Houston which when I first was into Texas I really really wanted to be in Houston then it kind of changed to Dallas a little bit. And then literally randomly, I was like, oh, we're going to San Antonio. So <laughs> that's kind of how that happened. <laughs> okay. How's that going? Are you liking it there? 
I do, besides it being hot, but I feel like I can't complain that much that it's hot there because it's hot here too. It just feels extra hot in San Antonio. There's something about that Texas heat that's just like... It's just like like a dry heat. I don't know. But yeah, I I really like the city. That's awesome. So like I said, you've had so many big changes in your journey since we had you on the show the first time. And if you haven't heard Justin's first episode, make sure you go back and listen to that. Um, because literally like we were just talking about this when we recorded the episode about a week later, you pretty much started kind of changing. You really changed everything. Right. And then by the time the episode aired, it was like, you were kind of a month into your like new journey and all these changes. Um, so do you kind of want to talk about what those changes were? Yeah. So I think the first change was me no longer being affiliated with WW. So that was something that was already brewing when we were talking. Um, but I think it was maybe that same week when just all of those issues started hitting, which I don't want to like get into them too much, but that was like kind of final straw type stuff. Like, you know what, I'm no longer going to be affiliated. But at the time I was still a member of WW. Like I was still somewhat attempting to track and stuff. Um, Then the next thing is I started going to a nutritional therapist. So that kind of, um, just opened my eyes to so many different things. She's pretty much been like the main focal point of all the changes that I've been doing. So once I started doing that, I was like, okay, I don't think I'm gonna do WW at all. So that kind of just stopped me even trying to track at all. So then I've been kind of more so doing this intuitive eating journey. Um, And then right after I started therapy, actually I went to my first session in person in Louisiana and like two weeks later, I moved to Texas. So her and I, we meet virtually every couple of weeks. So that's how that's been going. So a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. If you want, if you want more context on the WW stuff, Justin actually has a really fantastic YouTube video that you can check out. Um, but we don't need to go into all of that. You can get all the tea. On yes, <laughs> that's where you can find the tea. <laughs> That's where you can find it all laid out. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, so you've been documenting this kind of new part of your journey on your YouTube channel, just like you document everything. And I love that you document in real time. I feel like so yeah. often when someone is trying to make changes in their health and stuff, and even for me, like I didn't really start documenting my journey until I was kind of already pretty yeah. sure where I was going and where I was. I didn't really document all of the beginning which is like where you are learning, right? And um, so what does that look like for you? Um, So the first, like, I was probably in therapy for four months before I kind of decided that I wanted to document. Because even though I was still making YouTube videos, I was just dropping little hints, like, I'm trying to intuitively eat, I'm not tracking anymore, but not really going into any specifics, you know? Um, because honestly, when I first started therapy, um, what my therapist was telling me was so different from everything I've been taught from my diet culture. So it took me a long time just to be on board before I could document it and share it with other people, you know? So um, once I was like kind of on board and I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm really going to try to do this. I was like, well, 
my channel is about documenting, you know, my journey, which it was all about WW up until then. But I was like, I guess I could just start documenting this journey. Um, so yeah, and I think there's something interesting about doing it in real time because I don't know, a part of me and still every now and then when I get like hateful comments, I'm like, why don't I just step away from the internet, do my own journey, and then I'll come back, kind of like what you said, and then I'll tell you guys what I did. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, that I don't know. I feel like that defeats what you know my point of being on the internet is altogether. Cause I like to, I feel like it's a little bit more not genuine, but it's more interesting to see it like all the way through versus just waiting until the end when I can have some big transformation, you know? Yeah. That's one thing I've all, I just love about your YouTube is it is so authentic. Like it's just so real. Like you keep it so real about everything that you're thinking, how you're feeling. And it's just like, I watch it and it makes me feel like I'm not alone in like all of these crazy yeah. thoughts I have in my head about, you know, dieting and things like that. Um, so you said it kind of started with therapy first, yeah. right? Um, so what was something that was like really surprising to you so far that you've learned through therapy? Almost everything. Because <laughs> like <laughs> I said, she's so whenever I first looked into getting a therapist, I just started looking up things like eating disorder therapist, binge eating disorder therapist, because I assumed that's what I had. I assumed I was a binge eater. So it was more stuff like that. And mostly all I could find was people just talking about like people dealing with anorexia or bulimia. So it was like on that side of eating disorders. And then I got to her website and kind of read. So I knew a little bit that she was going to start teaching me how to intuitively eat, which I didn't know much about that. But at that point, it was almost like a desperation type of thing. Like I just needed help so bad. So I was like, let me just go through this and see how it is. And if I don't like it, I can always leave. So um, she's pretty much just been kind of helping me unlearn everything I've learned through the last you know, decade of doing all of the yo-yo dieting and whatnot. Um, but probably one of the most surprising things is how much she puts it back on me because I kind of looked at therapy as if I'm going to go and she's going to fix me and I'll be good. But (laughs) that's not how it works. It's more so you're going to go and you're going to like do a deep dive into your life and you're going to figure out, I don't know. She puts a lot of stuff back on me. Like I can ask her questions, of course, but you know, I've just been having like so many epiphanies about my own life and my own history and really just doing a deep dive into myself. So that's really nice. Yeah. And I love that you said that. Cause I think people do have that assumption about therapy, like, Oh, I'm just going to start therapy. And this person is going to like fix all my problems or yeah. at least tell me how to fix all my problems. And it's like, no, that's not how therapy works. It's, it's a lot of self-reflection. It's somebody helping oh, yeah. you look mm-hmm. at your own life from maybe a different perspective and, yeah. you know, helping you reach those like what aha moments. Right. Exactly. He's like the guide helping me get there pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So you said you thought you had binge eating disorder, but it kind of turned, it more so turns out that it's a yo-yo dieting issue. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Because I just watched your most recent YouTube video and that again was like so eye-opening to me. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I don't, I still like, like I said, I'm doing it in real time. So I don't even know all the ins and outs, but just from the research that I've done, um 
I knew that I binged, like I knew that I had had multiple binge episodes, you know, where I would just eat, 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 eat. But I would look at the description of binge eating disorder and I was like, well, this isn't something that I do all the time. This isn't even something that I do often. And as of right now, I haven't binged since like last year. So I was like, would I still be considered binge eating disorder? And no one ever told me that. I just, I took that on myself. Like I self-diagnosed myself. Yeah. And then I started looking into um, yo-yo dieting and technically it kind of goes into another form of an eating disorder. There's an official name, but I don't know it off the top of my head. It's some medical term. And once I started reading up more and more on that, I was like, oh, that's actually where I fit in. That sounds exactly like what I've been doing. So it's basically just going in this complete cycle of restricting yourself. So going on a diet, doing really well, losing a bunch of weight, then you fall off for whatever reason, and then you binge and you put a lot of it back on and then you feel guilty. And so you go back to restricting and then you go back to binging and then you go back to restricting and then you do that over and over and over. And that's what I've been doing for, I found out the other day, 12 years now. Wow. Because so, I first and started- And you're young. How yeah, old are you? I first started at 13. Okay. I'm 25 now. Yeah. Wow. And I had assumed, I, I just assumed, you know, that my first diet was probably around like 16 or 17. I think that's when I was like really, really in it. But the other day I went back and I did the math and I was like, no, you were 13 years old. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. And the thing like you're hardly the only person who's struggled with that, right? Like so many yeah. of us, like I can look back at 12, 13 years old and remember yeah. having like, you know, body image issues and food issues and, you know, having all these issues that I'm still working on in my thirties. Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm so proud of you. Like you have just yeah. made so many big changes. And I think, um, when people are watching your journey, it can seem like, oh, that's like, it's so easy for that person or, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know, like I said, like you're really sharing everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, and I don't want to make it seem like super, super easy. Cause it's not. Yeah, no, that that's what I love about it is that you are yeah. like so transparent and honest. Like even I watched your, um, your, the jump rope challenge that you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And like that video was just so inspiring to me because you just didn't give up. You were like, this is really hard, you know, and you showed all of that, but you didn't give up and you kept going. And I love that you set the goal for yourself, but you were okay with changing the timeline, which I think is something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. They feel like, okay, if I set a goal, like if someone goes, it, what is it? A thousand jump ropes in one week, right? Is the like challenge kind of like leading up to a thousand in one day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. But it's and I've a lot of be in one week, every yeah. single day. Yeah. And you were like, okay, well, I'm going to make this something that's sustainable and works for yeah. me. And mm -hmm. you did that and you slayed it. And I love that yeah. so much. Thank you. Yes. Of <laughs> Thank course. You. <laughs> um, so you also quit your job as well, right? Before yeah. you moved, like when you talked to us, you were still working and um, now you're full-time YouTuber. Yes. So how's that going? <laughs> um, full transparency. <laughs> Not great. There's some pros to it, but the biggest con to it is 
I know I don't do the best without a routine. So I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute. My biggest struggle with my intuitive eating journey is that I don't really have a routine to kind of work off of. Um, and also I think because so many different things have been changing and like right now I'm living, you know, at my, um, I'm living with family right now. So I'm not in my own place. Um, yeah, the routine aspect of it sucks. I do really, really enjoy doing YouTube full time. And I'm currently in the process of trying to get like a little part-time job just to kind of give me a sense of routine, which I absolutely don't want to do, but <laughs> I kind of just know at this point that that's probably what's going to be best for me. It sounds sad, but I almost need a reason to like get up and get going because I, I try to put boundaries on myself, but I don't respect them, you know? So that's something I'm working on, but yeah. me just being honest with you, it's not, it's not like how I thought. Cause when I was so sick of my job, I was like, I'm gonna quit my job. And the second I quit it, life is going to be perfect. <laughs> and that absolutely did not happen. <laughs> Actually, as soon as I quit my job, I immediately went into like a depressive state because I was completely isolated in my apartment. I was dealing with all the issues with WW and gaining weight and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I actually ended up feeling a lot worse, you know, once I quit my job. So yeah, that's how that's going. <laughs> I so appreciate the transparency though, right? Because you would, most people, right? We see it on social media all the time where people will quit their day job to pursue their passion. And yeah. then it's like, oh, everything's great. It's perfect. It's awesome. Business is flourishing. And it's like, yeah. is it really that way for everybody? Most people probably not. Right. And it's, I mean, having a YouTube channel that is a self-employment that is a business that you're running and that's a lot of work and it's, um, it yeah. It, so what is, what is like a typical week, a work week look like for you, like creating a YouTube video? Um, it's hard for me to say because I don't have like any type of structure. So part of my issue now is I feel like I'm always chasing, like I'm always, okay, I know I told myself I'm going to post on Fridays, every single Friday. So that's like my schedule. I told to people so they can know how to look forward to, but really it's my own schedule. So I know when I need to have something ready by. Right. So the goal is to kind of film one day. Um, I Creatively, I kind of just go through these little spurts where I just think of a whole bunch of ideas and I just write them out on my computer. So at any given time, I probably have like several video ideas just like lined up. Um, but I'll try to take some time to film it and then edit it. And then at the same time, I'm answering emails, trying kind of hard to be active on Instagram. Um, and then usually like Thursday night, because I know I have to post Friday morning, Thursday night, I am pulling all nighters because I procrastinate. <laughs> Girl, I'm so, the same way. Are you? <laughs> I am such a procrastinator. So Are you? I can totally <laughs> relate to that for sure. Absolutely. Um, it happens even on this podcast where I'm recording intros and editing the night before an episode is supposed to drop. So yeah, <laughs> I feel you. And that's why we batch recorded a lot in the beginning of this podcast. Um, yeah. And we do still batch record our episodes. Yeah. But 
uh, we try to um, record with people and share their stories closer to when the episode actually airs now because of, yeah. um, you know, we ha- we would have people on like you, we recorded with you. And then by the time your episode aired, it was like six weeks later. And people are like, this yeah. isn't even what's so going on in her take. life. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's a good thing, right? That things are changing and shifting um, and that your journey is evolving. I love mm-hmm, to see it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So for anybody who doesn't really understand or know what intuitive eating is, do you want to kind of explain it? Yeah. So the way I kind of think about it is intuitive eating is kind of like the goal for anybody in eating disorder recovery, which I'm in. So it's pretty much what we were all born doing. It's what children do now. They Um, eat when they're hungry, they stop when they're full, they eat a variety of different foods without any judgment. They just, food doesn't have any morality, they just eat. And usually we start off like this until we have external factors like diet cultures, like family members, like just whatever come into our lives and tell us that, you know, we need to be tracking or we need to be, or this food is a bad food, this food is a good food, just whatever. So kind of what we're doing in my therapy sessions is trying to get me almost back to where I was before I started all of my knowledge of dieting and whatnot. So it's almost like we're unlearning everything that I just spent all this time learning because obviously it's not working for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. And it's, it's crazy you say that because I was just thinking about these the other day because I saw a meme and it was like, what at what age do you remember first being body shamed? And so mm-hmm. I really thought about it and I was like, holy shit, I was probably like seven years old. The first time I genuinely remember someone shaming my body. Yeah. And it's it's especially as women, it's like wild how early that gets put on us. And then all of this diet culture stuff, right? Like this idea that, oh, you shouldn't eat that. Or even for a lot of us, like I know, like I remember growing up being at, you know, family get togethers and stuff. It was like, you had to clear your plate. Like if you didn't eat all your food, you were in trouble, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, So all of those things, like it really affects us. And so you're doing the work to really like unlearn and undo that stuff. And it's, it's not easy, right? Like it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And I feel like one of the biggest misconceptions that people have of me that I see in my comments is that I quit or I gave up or I just like threw in the towel. And I'm like, do you not realize what I'm doing now is 10 times harder? Cause it's not easy to look into yourself and realize, you know, do all that self-reflection and whatnot. I'm not saying that when I was dieting, when I was doing WW, that was easy, but that was just a matter of me ignoring all the signals. I have X amount of points. I have, that's what I'm going to eat. That's it. And it was just a very, I found it for me, a very black and white type of thing. But now being on the other end of that, I'm like, no, I didn't give up. Like, (laughs) this is what, I don't know it's crazy to me. <laughs> it, it is. It's a lot harder. I, I would say for sure. And I, I haven't like, um, specifically looked into intuitive eating or any of that, but I knew when I was on WW that I couldn't do it forever. I was like, I don't want to diet forever. And then the more yeah. I started to learn about diet culture, I was like, okay, I'm done with this, you know, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to eat food. And it's, 
and I don't like to call it intuitive eating because okay. even now, and I'm, sh- I'm sure now being in that world of intuitive eating, you're seeing that people can turn that into a diet, right. Yes, and turn that okay. into restriction. Like, yeah. um, I know specifically Felicia, uh, was talking about how she was intuitive eating when she started, stopped tracking. And then people would message her and be like, that's not how you do it, that you're not supposed to be eating that, you know, and yeah. it's like, that defeats the whole point. And like you said, the idea is really just to be like, like eat and consume just the way we were born to, right? Like, and just listening to our bodies. Yeah. Without having to think about how many points it is or how many macros or whatever. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I know recently you were talking about how you look back at when you were on WW and you, at the time you felt like you weren't restricted. Uh Uh-huh. But the longer you were on it, and then as soon as you would stop, you would kind of overcorrect, right? Like, so it's, it's, and I hear so many people say that. And I think of that too. I think back to, especially when I was in like the height of my weight loss, I'm like, God, I was probably eating like a thousand calories. Yeah. I think I heard Amber or Yonsei gets, I think I saw her post something like that. Maybe it was her, but like she tracked a regular day. And then it turned out she had only eaten like less than 1200 calories. And that was like a normal, you know, day for yeah, her. That's like a blue dot range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's yeah. like what a toddler eats. So <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is there any other realizations you had about like moments where you thought that what you were doing was like all good. And then you look back yeah. at it now and you're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah when I first started WW it felt so easy to me when I was first on it I was dropping weight so quickly and I was so proud of myself like I did I think I dropped eight pounds in the first week and 50 pounds in four months and I was so proud of myself um and I remember I remember now having just a few comments because I, I of course made videos about it saying that, oh, I think that might be a little too quick for you to be losing weight that quickly and stuff like that. But I was like, how dare you tell me I'm losing weight that quickly? Like I'm working hard over here, you know? But now I look back at it and I was like, "Mm -hmm." for me to be losing weight that quickly, I had to be really restricting a lot, you know? And it's true. Like when I was on WW, I genuinely didn't feel at the time, like I was restricted, but I kind of I'm looking back at it now and I think I knew that the way I was eating was helping me to lose weight. So it's almost like I ignored it, but I do remember like at the end of a lot of nights, me still being hungry, but it was like, if I eat anything else, I'm not going to get my blue dot. I'm not going to lose as much weight. Like my weigh in's going to suck the next Saturday that I weigh in. And that's what you know, made the difference of me either going to get something else to eat or going to sleep. And most of the time I just went to sleep. And I think that just happened so many times that that just became my normal. And that's why I felt like, oh, I'm not deprived. I'm not too restricted. But now I'm looking back at it and I'm like, me doing that so many times, of course, the one time when I finally give myself an allowed cheat weekend, my body just was like, oh, it's time to turn up because we ain't been eating. So let's eat everything in sight and we're going to make it 10 times harder for you to get back on track. 
yeah. Yeah. You were talking about this in your um, last YouTube video, the thing that I watched. And um, so I don't remember what it's called, but what happens to your metabolism when you diet? Um, I don't know. You could probably explain this way better than I can. (laughs) So the idea is that whenever you constantly put it through that yo-yo dieting, binging and restricting cycle, like if you kind of look at it on a chart, when you're dropping your calories, of course, your weight is going to start dropping. But then when you start picking up the calories, of course, your weight is going to start picking up and you keep doing that, but your metabolism kind of starts staying at a low. It doesn't just pick up with you and go back down with you. It kind of just continuously starts dropping. And you'll find it that the way my therapist explained it, the reason why it was so easy for me to do WW at first is because it was something that was new. But then when I wanted to go back to it to get back on track, that's kind of why I was having like a fight with myself because my body just didn't want to do that anymore. It was like, please don't restrict, don't put me through that again, you know? Yeah. And I find it so interesting that um, like in the WW world, people are so attached to that like brand that when (laughs) someone who they look to decides to leave it, they see that, like you said, as you quitting or you're losing something, right? Like you're but I feel like some people saw it as a threat. Yeah, like people get <laughs> really. Yeah. It was some of the comments were just so crazy, and in that video, I was talking about like some racial issues, stuff like that. It didn't even have much to do with my weight, but people, like, how dare you come for WW? Like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, y'all. The cult members, I'm telling you, they go (laughs) hard. Yes, they go so hard for it. But I wish that they could open their eyes a little bit and hopefully someday they can and and have a better understanding because even though they see it as you're like quitting, like you're gaining so much. Like I see you just like gaining confidence and, you know, gaining a, a true love and enjoyment of fitness and for yourself and like you're working on all of the stuff inside like that's the shit that matters you guys it's not it's not the diet it's not what you weigh it's not what size you are none of that shit matters Mm -hmm. like if you're miserable but you're skinny you're still gonna be miserable exactly (laughs) so why (laughs) yeah exactly so what what advice would you give to those people or do you just do you just write them off (laughs) To be quite honest, I feel like everybody's going to have their own time where they come to this realization. Um, Because honestly, when I was on WW and I was being successful, if someone tried to tell me anything about what I'm learning now, I wouldn't have been hearing that because I'm like, (laughs) WW works for me, team WW ambassador. Like, no, I wouldn't have. No. So I don't know. I feel like it's hard to kind of just, you know tell somebody something that is against what they believe but yeah, they don't want to hear it they're not ready to hear it yet yeah they're not ready because I know I wasn't ready it took yeah. me you know getting to the point that I got to for me to be ready to hear something new and then even when I heard it first couple months it was filled with skepticism I was like I'm hearing you but I don't know how this makes sense to me and then after repeatedly understanding it that I'm like oh, okay I think I might could get on this train so 
I don't know if that answered your question, but I feel like they'll figure it out in due time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think everybody kind of has to go through the process, right? Especially like when you, I mean, most of us, right, have been fed all of this diet culture shit our, our whole lives, like literally, like we said, you know, since we were young. Yeah. Um, so it takes time and everybody has to kind of go through the process. And I don't know, some people may never come out of that because they are so comfortable in the program, right? Like it's like a... Yeah, I don't know. It's like their little safety bubble. Yeah. And some of, you know, the thinking that I do in my own thinking process is I do think of those people who got on WW and lost all their weight and they never backtracked like, because there are a handful of people that I can think of who did that. And, you know, I kind of asked myself, well, what's the difference in between them and me? Like, why did I struggle so much? But why did they just do it for a year? and they've been maintaining at their goal weight for forever. They have no issues. Um, and that's something me and my therapist have been kind of tossing back and forth. And I don't think I'll ever really know the answer because like, I'm not them. I'm just, I'm kind of assuming, well, maybe they started WW at a better place with their relationship with food. So it was almost used as just like a minor tool, you know, but I don't know. I feel like different things work for different people. So whenever I like kind of talk crap about WW, I'm not meaning to offend people who it genuinely does work for because I know that it does for some people, but I just know for me, no longer, you know, don't work for me. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, like I did a shitload of therapy before I started WW. So yeah. even going into it for me, like it was just a tool. Yeah. Um, but even so I still got wrapped up in all the diet stuff. I still at a period of time will call people out for how many points, what they were consuming was, and, <laughs> you know, would judge people for like, Oh, like why, you know? So once I started to realize that I was like, I need to get out of this, yeah. <laughs> out of this cult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. So what, are, what has been like the biggest lesson that you've learned so far navigating this new season of your life? Um, I feel like so many, I think. How about I top three? Top three. <laughs> <laughs> Learning that my, my own validation is the only one that matters is like a huge one to me. Because I remember in our, the last time you guys interviewed me, like I was saying how when I was on WW, like all of the comments I was getting, I was still kind of new to the internet. So I was internalizing every bit of feedback I would have, even though I was successfully losing weight, I would have people telling me, you're not eating enough. You're eating too much. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. And me being like a people pleaser, trying to please everybody, I feel like now I'm completely on the other side. And I'm like, you know what? I have a professional that I you know, see every couple of weeks. So I can almost like block everybody else's <laughs> opinions out. Like, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. So kind of learning that, you know, that about validation. Um, I feel like my confidence has been doing so much better since not really since intuitive eating, but just, I don't know, since the last time we talked. So I think one thing I've learned with that is that people can tell that you're big, regardless if you're wearing an oversized t-shirt or if you're wearing something cute. So you might as well wear something cute. 
you know, <laughs> that's been a big thing for me. <laughs> yes. And be comfortable. Right. Especially in that yes. heat. Like I, exactly. I just was talking about this. Oh, one of the things <laughs> that breaks my heart is when yeah. I'm in a group of women, you know, like I think of like a girl's trip or something and I'm with a bunch of women and it's hot as hell and only two of us are willing to wear shorts, you know, and it's yeah. like all body types. It's not, yeah. you know, but it's just like, it's something that so many women struggle with. And I actually posted about it. And then I had women commenting. They're like, well, it's not shorts for me, but it's tank tops. You know, like I hate showing my arms. Yeah, your arms. It's just wild how many of us are walking around to the point of heat exhaustion because exactly. we don't want to make other people uncomfortable about our body, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think me maybe moving to a different city helped with that a little bit too, because I, I only know my family, but when I'm not at the house, I'm like, I don't know, none of y'all in Target, so I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear. Is it like, like that why, like vacation get- mentality? Like, you know how you yeah. go on vacation and you'll wear shit on vacation you would never wear at home? It was yeah. like that. But it's like, why would I dress myself for other people's opinion? Like, and yeah. I'm not ever going to see y'all again. And if I do, I'm not going to know it, you know? So I think that helped a little bit with that mentality too. <laughs> I love that. Um, so you said like you're a massive people pleaser. So is that something that you're working on as well in therapy? Yeah, not so much in therapy because she's more so strictly just about my relationship with food. Okay. So she's an intuitive eating counselor. So pretty much everything I talk to with her is about relating to food and stuff. Um but yeah, I'm kind of starting to drop the people pleaser thing because I've just learned I can't please everybody regardless. So like, if you look at the comments on my YouTube now, I am pissing people off left and right, <laughs> you know? So it's almost like I'm going to disappoint a group of people regardless. So I might as well just do what I want to do, you know? Yeah. So how do you deal with that? Like, I know I had Eden on the show and she talked about how she has moderators that moderate her comments and like yeah. can flag like, you know, at least the really like nasty stuff that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to affect you because like we're human. Right. So, yeah, you can be the most confident person in the world, but having lots of people on the Internet watching you and judging you like that can really weigh on someone. So how do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, I don't currently have any moderators I'm not even sure how to set that up so I might need to talk to you yeah holla at Eden Eden to get that set up Um, but one thing that I've been trying to do is I will post my video and for the first 30 minutes I will respond to comments and then I do something else like I leave my phone in my room and like I might go talk to my mom I'll go I'll there play with my little sister just whatever like I I'm not so consumed in it all the time now I haven't gotten to the point where I just let my comments go where I just never come back and check it I always like if you comment something I've read it (laughs) like there's not one thing that has gone without me seeing it you know um but I try I also try not to get on there when I'm already feeling like down about myself because I know that's just gonna make me feel worse Um, but sometimes I'm a little bit more feisty and revved up and like, I'm just waiting for you to say something so I can clap back, you know, (laughs) you're like, I'm ready. Yeah. It depends on my mood, like how I'm feeling at the point, but a lot of things, even though I see it, I just let it go. Cause I'm just like, as soon as I respond, 
it almost like gives people the reaction they were looking mm-hmm. for. It's like, ooh, yay, she responded to my pettiness. So let me yes. keep throwing jabs at her, you know? And something I've really realized about people on the internet is the horrible things that they say about you tend to be about themselves more so than yeah. actually about you, right? Like people who spend time on the internet trying to drag other people down, they're usually doing that shit because they hate themselves. <laughs> I saw something like right before we got on here it was this girl who was like I haven't watched you in a year and I just got back on and damn you're bigger than me and I went and clicked on her profile and she also has a weight loss journey so she documents it and I was just like wow I couldn't imagine when back when I was losing weight like feeling good that somebody else is bigger than me you know like to me that's not even like that does nothing for me but Yeah, that seems to say a lot about maybe her pain, you know, and that's so sad that people put that on other people, right, that they project that onto other people, especially someone who is like, you document your journey to help people, right? Like, I mean, and to document your own journey, like, that's your life. If people don't like it, like, remove yourself, like, (laughs) You can, you can move on. Uh, now we're talking about like the haters and all that, but I can't imagine that it's all negative, right? Like I, no, you, you have to have had a lot of positive feedback as well. I can't be the only person appreciating <laughs> what you're doing right now. I, don't know. I feel like right now it's maybe like 40% negative and maybe the people who are being negative don't think they're being negative. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think they're being helpful. Yeah. But the way it comes across to me when I say I have an eating disorder and you're telling me I need to go do keto and intermittent fast and go back to WW, to me, that's negative because that's not helpful, you know? So right. it's not all negative, absolutely. But it since doing intuitive eating, the negative gap has increased a lot. So mm. me just being honest about that. <laughs> yeah, well, and you, you know, I would assume you're, built a lot of your following specifically on YouTube while uh, dieting, right? Yeah. So a lot of these people that are what that um, are subscribing to your YouTube channel were there for dieting, right? So now that they're being told, or now that they're seeing you like going into this new phase, mm-hmm. it's probably really challenging what they yeah think they know, right? Yeah. So and, that and really I gets people catty. Uh-huh. <laughs> I expected it before I even started really really sharing like when I kind of rebranded I guess I was like people aren't most people probably aren't gonna like this um because it does it, it completely like I'm contradicting my old self which my old self was what uh, most people came to see you know yeah. so I mean I get it but at the same time I almost thought like by now those people would have just unsubscribed and left. I didn't think they would still be like, you suck, Justin. <laughs> like, I didn't think they would still be here, you know, saying that. Um, but the people who are positive, they are the people who are driving me to still talk. Because like I said earlier, there's been points where I'm just like, what's the point? Why don't I just stop recording, do my journey myself, and then I'll come back and tell you guys what I did. But when I see people who, you know, when I posted that thing about me being 13, the DMs I got of people saying I was eight, I was nine, I was 10, seeing like so many other people in the same boat as me, that's kind of what makes me want to keep going, you know? Yeah. And I I want you to keep going too. So (laughs) thank you. Um, like I said, you're, 
like, even though I'm like, we're, our journeys are so different. Like I always am just so inspired by you and just your authenticity and your willingness to just say it like it is and to share what is going on in real time. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. I think it's amazing. So please keep sharing. Please keep documenting. (laughs) I know that it's not um, like dieting is the traveled road, right? That's the road. Everybody goes down. That's the road that it it's, I mean, that's how we all ended up in this space, right? Like, because we're losing weight. Um, And then when you kind of veer off and and go, uh, you know, down that road, less traveled, um, it can be really scary for a lot of people that are like, wait, what? Like, what are you doing? Um, But you got to trust yourself. And that's what I see you doing. And I, that is what I find so inspiring because you're just sticking to, to what you need to do for you. Right. Yeah. For me, that's the key. Yes, yes. Our journeys are about us. Yeah, like, do do people realize your name is Justin's journey, not all y'all's journey? You know, I saw something one time that was like, you just make everything about yourself. I'm like, well, this is my channel. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Justin's journey, but okay, my bad. (laughs) Okay. People people are wild. I just, yeah. (laughs) So what is, what is to come? What do you got going on? What's brewing for Justin? Um, so I'm probably going to be getting an apartment soon. Oh, that's um, exciting. Business, but yeah, I'm excited. I've been um, staying with my dad since the beginning of this year in San Antonio. Um, and for a long time, I just felt like I wasn't ready because before I was living with him, I was just so isolated and that contributed to me being depressed and stuff but now I feel like I'm ready like I know I have them in the same city um I've started meeting people which is big for me because I'm like super antisocial. so like I know I have other people in the city um and Austin is like literally an hour and a half from me so that's a quick trip I know it's a ton of people in Austin so anyway I think I'm gonna get my own place so I can start um like getting a better routine going for myself um and then I think once I have that my content should be a little bit better because right now my biggest issue is with filming um because I live with like six people (laughs) it's a little challenging for me to film and I'm a very shy filmer so I need complete quietness I need nobody in the house like I don't even want you in the other rooms that you could possibly hear me I'm like that kind of YouTuber yeah so yeah that's pretty much it and of course, just continuing my journey, you know, with my therapy and stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so living with your family right now and like having your little sister in the same house with you, like, do you feel like that's really kind of helped you kind of move oh, on yeah. to the next phase? Yeah, for sure. I just like having all the energy in the house, although sometimes it's challenging when it comes to me filming and needing quietness. Um, overall, it's helped me a ton. Um, and this is the first time, this is the longest I've lived with my dad since I was like five, you know. So him and I have been able to kind of build our relationship a little bit better. I absolutely love getting seen, getting to see my little sister every single day. That's probably going to be the hardest part of being not living with them anymore. Because um, I don't know, I just love her. But yeah, they definitely helped a ton. And then his wife is my trainer also. So being able to have their gym right there and then have somebody who's really knowledgeable in fitness 
and all of that. So they've yes, been big. I, I started following her on Instagram, Whitney, right? Yeah. yeah oh, Whitley. Whitley. Okay. What's her yeah. handle? A uh, fit mama wit. Okay. Yes. Yeah. She go follow her. She posts yeah, a lot of really great fitness content highlight. She's in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you're going to keep training and I see you're doing dance classes too. And I see you stepping outside of your comfort zone with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fun. And I like that. It seems like the country is somewhat getting back to normal. I don't know if it actually is, but I don't know. I, I really enjoy doing dancing. To me, it's almost not even working out because it's just something I like to do. Like I hear people talk about lifting like that. Yeah. And I don't feel like that towards <laughs> lifting. <laughs> just being honest, that is definitely like, oh, I'm working out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But for me, dancing is like, oh, fun, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anything else you want to let the people know? Any advice you have for anyone who might be in a similar situation that you were in? Where, because I felt like even when we interviewed you the first time, mm-hmm. I, I could kind of tell like something just wasn't like the dieting and all of that just wasn't sitting right with you anymore. Yeah. Look, um, I was already struggling when y'all interviewed me. You know? Yeah. And I think a lot of, I see so many people, you know, on their stories and I can tell that that's where they're at. Right. And they just haven't really, I don't think it's clicked for them yet. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to someone in that spot? Um, honestly, my advice would be to, find help because I truly think that I was in a place where I couldn't pull myself out of it because I didn't know what I didn't know and all I knew was dieting and that I was a failure because I couldn't get back on track but there is a other another way and I know people's biggest uh, I don't know like if with it is like oh well what if I start gaining weight or what if I'm not losing weight the more you get into it, the more you realize that kind of doesn't really matter because I would rather be in a sane mind and yeah. just be over this yo-yo dieting pattern than to be skinny, mm-hmm. you know? So there is another way. And I know it takes, I don't know, it takes courage to kind of hop on that bandwagon. But I do think that having, um, having somebody that kind of like knows their stuff. Cause I'm trying my best to share it on YouTube, but I don't know everything. I'm still learning and stuff. So me just having my therapist, having someone I can go back to, to ask, is this normal? Am I supposed to be feeling like this? Is this okay? Is this not okay? That's really helpful. So if you can't afford it, I definitely think it's a good investment to make. Um, and if Absolutely. not, I know that there's a ton of free information a bunch of podcasts that I've been listening to a bunch of other YouTubers that are registered dietitians that actually know a little bit more what they're talking about so yeah that's kind of my piece of advice (laughs) and I love that you're because they say right when you don't see the representation there be the representation and so I love seeing that you're representing you know women of color and not just thinness in this intuitive eating space because even on the on Instagram like every single time I see anybody talking about intuitive eating it's usually a thin white woman Um, so knowing that like this isn't just for thinness this is like this is just like you living your life and being able to get over all that food stuff right for sure I'm so sorry about my dog. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Y'all can hear that. 
gosh, she sees somebody outside and she is going ballistic. Anyway, yeah, that was a big part of why I decided to share because I looked up intuitive eating for people who aren't thin and guess what? There was nothing there. So I don't even have someone that I could look up to see, oh, well, this is how it works or whatever. So that was kind of the clicking point where I was like, oh, well, maybe I couldn't possibly be that for other people. You know, this is like a little trial and error. And if it works, then people can, you know, watch. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. So spread the word, share Justin's YouTube with anyone, you know, who could benefit from that because it's, again, it's not, I feel like intuitive eating just like everything on the internet is becoming this like trendy, um, like diety type of lifestyle, um, you know, and you're really showing that like, no, this is me healing myself. Like this is this, if you struggle with food and you've always struggled with these things and your body and eating and dieting and all of that, like it's a really great option it's always the best option right? to just work on the internal things and um, work on the healing, right? Because none of that other stuff matters. Um, If you're not working on healing all the other damage that the world has done to us, right? I've heard people say like that if diet culture wasn't so toxic, intuitive eating would just be called eating. Like, yeah. And that's it. Right. Like, I don't like to label things because people do get very weird about labels, especially around food. Right. So when people are like, what are you doing? What do you like? I get DMS all the time. What are you following? What do you, how do you, and I'm like, I just eat y'all. I just, I just eat. And I, for a lot of people that's scary, that sounds terrifying. Right. That sounds like, oh, I'm just eating nonstop all the time. Connected to a program at all times. Yes, exactly. And it's like, no, (laughs) yeah. And, and you guys, like, it's still a learning process. Like I still have days where I struggle with food where, you know, I'll have days where I struggle with my appetite or I'm, you know, I struggle identifying how I'm feeling and like, that's yeah. fucking normal. Like, uh-huh. You know, that's part of the human experience is um, yes. the, the learning, right. And the growing. So exactly. uh, yeah. Thank you for like normalizing all of this. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for, I don't know, giving me another chance on your platform. Cause I've like lost a lot of people with the switch from WW to this. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't expect to lose you guys anyway, but it's just nice knowing that you supported me then you still support me now. So I appreciate Absolutely. that. We love it. And we like, I mean, we really try to show that everybody's journey is different, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't all have to be doing the same things to support one another. <laughs> right? So um, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me again and coming back on the show um, and coming on live with me. It's been awesome. And someday I'm going to come down to Texas. (laughs) Yes. And thank you guys all for hanging out with us and lots of amazing, sweet, comments so if you get time before we check out of here lots of lots of love for justin in the comments we do love you and we love to see you you flourishing thank you marlena i appreciate it so much yes 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.